Options Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever faithful hosts, Joel McDonald. That is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? Winter's here, Joel. It's freezing. <laughs> Winter has as much as much as I some I look back with bitterness on Game of Thrones. Like the, the the old catch the catch cry of that series, like winter is is coming, like it it always rings true. Yep, it's it's very true, Joel. It's very true, right? It's now. very true. I just realized I'm not wearing my slippers, and like I, you idiot. Yeah, like it's not too bad actually. Like I have this weird thing where like if I wear headphones or like if I cover my ears, like I I still I like I heat up really easily. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, much to my my wife's disappointment because she's always cold. Um, yeah, I'm ge- look, I'm generally not too bad. It's just my hands. Yeah, that's fair. Those uh, those old video game playing hands. <laughs> yep. No, it's actually not too bad in my office. It's it's like it's not toasty, but it's it's okay. I'm I'm surviving. Let's put it that way. Must be nice. Yeah, it's all right. Can't complain. Um, uh, yeah. What's been going on? What's been happening? Give me the the lowdown. Nothing. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. No, that's not. I expected <laughs> right. that, but just in how, case. How, how about you, Joel? Oh, big old nothing. Um, uh, something exciting did happen, but I'll touch oh, on that God. very shortly. So, Jesus when we, Christ, I'll touch on that when we get to. It's the, just been a lot of like playing the same two games and like watching some, just streaming a bunch of YouTube and catching like binging some TV shows I've already watched. Yep. Like, yep. It's really nothing super exciting. <laughs> I just started season five of Parks and Rec. I'm like smashing through that. So that's, nice. yeah, that's it's pretty good. I myself am uh, going back through community. That's next for me. I've already decided. So, oh man, I love it so much. It was like the natural. It's, pro- been, at le- it's, it's been like at least a year since I last watched it. So it's yeah. good to come back to again. It's been like a natural progression of uh, of shows. Like I started with The Office and I'm like, well, then I'm, I'm watching The Office. i got to watch Parks and Rec now. And then I was halfway through that and I'm like, Everyone started talking about community again. I'm like, nah, fuck it. I'll go through community again. Why not? Um, it's on both Stan and Netflix now, so you have options. I have both of those. so I, I also do. Yeah. It's, and yeah. you know what? I, considering the landscape we're in now, I'm kind of glad. Yeah, honestly. Well, like, right. Yeah. It's nice to have options to like open and flick through. Well, my wife pays for Stan because um, she re-upped the sub to it when um, cause she, nice. wanted, she had like a real hankering to watch Buffy last year. So she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm subbing to this again. I'm like, okay, I've got so, no problems. So that's the thing, right? I Every time I think about cutting Stan, that it's like, but what if we had this show? I'm like, oh, you just bought yourself like another couple of months. Yep. And yep. they've so far just successfully staggered it out. Like it all started with back when they finally when they added Scrubs. I was like, all right, I guess I'm watching Scrubs again. I yep. think after that, they added they added Buffy. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. guess I'm stick- guess you're sticking around again for a bit longer. Yep. And now yeah, that their new um Penny Dreadful show was started. I'm like, well, you bought yourself another couple of months. I must say, yep. Touche. Like, well, well played. I re up my sub to um well because the comedy for uh, Melbourne International Comedy Festival obviously got cancelled this year. So um a lot of comedians, Sadly, yes, yeah, a lot of comedians are doing like online specials and stuff like that. So um, uh, Stan are doing like a like a comedy like stay in comedy festival. It's called I think. Um, that's, they just announced today. It's yeah, starting that's, on, that's really cool. Yeah. It's starting on May 9th. So there's a whole bunch of comedians that have like recorded specials from their home. Nice. Um, and also, uh, Amazon prime have been putting up a whole bunch of like, um, shows from other, like other years of the comedy festival, like the Lena and Woodley's last show. They're like the one that they came back together as like, Oh wow. That was based around like the, the Wright brothers. I think it's called fly. 
Jeez. Um, and there's one from Tom Walker and a couple other people as well. So I re-upped my sub to uh, Amazon Prime yesterday, and I'm like, I'm gonna. I tell you those. what, I I pay for Amazon Prime, and I, it's honestly out of all the streaming things I have a sub for, that's always the one I forget to check. Like it always is. I don't yeah, know, yeah, it's fair. It might just be because I honestly don't think it's it's PlayStation app is as good as the others. So I'm just like, I don't right. want to use you. I mean, kind of and a bit old, and you could be updated. Yeah, Please any of, any of their apps are pretty bad. I've got it on like the the native TV app on my my LG TV, yeah. and it's still pretty garbage. But um, I do like the feature the um, the X Play feature or whatever it is, where you can like pause and it tells you like who's in the scene, what the song, the name of the song that's playing is, and you can like see information about that if you want to. I'm like that's pretty neat. Um, yeah, but anyway, it's our TV roundup. <laughs> our, our TV don't, don't don't even start right because the new TV is rolled out like the 2020 models yep and um i was like i was also had brought in my ear yeah our, our good friend who from from hunting seasons just being like hey uh some 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 tv is being marked down at jv hi-fi i'm like i know <laughs> i know i've been i saw and i saw someone tweeting about the 2020 tv is starting to roll out but of course it's impossible to get in there at the moment with things being the way they are so yeah. i think I've well and truly missed out now. So I'm looking, I'm staring down the barrel of this being like, well, I guess it's going to be a little bit pricier when I eventually decide to upgrade. It's right. Just wait ahead till of next gen. Well, wait, wait till tax time. Like, yeah, true. We'll see what things happen. We'll see how, see how things are looking. I think around it's on tax time. I think it's when we ended up with ours was around tax time. Yeah. I can't remember, but, um, but yeah, anyway, all that whole, uh, considering there's been nothing going on in, Really, we we managed to stretch that out for a while, so um, we did pretty it's well. It's called being good at banter. Exactly, that's it. That's what we. That's what you come for. You come for one. You come for the video games. You stay uh, for the banter. You stay for our meandering conversations about whatever happens to pop up. Exactly, and we appreciate it. Exactly, we do appreciate it. We do, but there's one thing we appreciate even more, and that's video games. So I love video games. I think we should talk about some. So without further ado, it's time we hit up the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. The quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment of the show, where uh, we sort of report back on what we've been playing over the week and uh, give you our impressions of things. Uh, now, Kyron, you said before you've just been going back and forth between the same two games that you've sort of spoken about before on the show. Um, I well, for starters, I finished. Journey to the Savage Planet. Uh, I don't have anything else to add to it. It was still very good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, its ending was very ominous, and I was sort of kind of into that. And I'm contemplating going through the DLC at some point, maybe picking that up because I think it's only like it's like ten bucks, and I was like, that's pretty decently priced. Um, and the the gameplay was super fun, and I really enjoyed my time with it. Uh, and I also very, very, very briefly dabbled with Streets of Rage 4 because, lo and behold, that got added to Game Pass day and date. We will we, we will be hooking up a session sometime this week for that, I for guarantee. For sure, yeah. So we'll, we'll save our impressions of that until we, we sort of get a chance to go through it. But um, my very, very brief introduction to it was very, very positive. But uh, there's something else that's happened this week, Kyron. Uh, my copy... A Final Fantasy VII remake finally arrived in the mail from our uh, from a good friend of the show, Mr. Josh Ennell. 
Um, thank you again. I appreciate it wholeheartedly. It's, it is very heartwarming that you very kindly, uh, uh, sent me that copy. Um, and due to a few hiccups that we won't go into, uh, he, it finally arrived on my doorstep on Friday. Uh, so I've... Boy, I hope people aren't sick of hearing about this game because well, I, mean, I have I have bad news for them if they are. Yeah, look, I, I mean, look, it was always going to happen, but I, I, I think it's, you know, people might be curious to hear what I, like my thoughts on what I've played so far. So I've... Look, you don't have to justify I, I, it. Anyone, anytime could like step, like walk up to me and just be like, hey, do you want to talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake? And I'll be absolutely, where do you want to start? Yep. Let's go. Yeah. So uh, I've been playing it uh, on and off since Friday when I got it. Um, been putting in a few like pretty decent set like like length sessions with it. Um, I'm up to, I think, chapter seven of the game um and i'm here to say thus far i'm a big fan of it i am thoroughly enjoying my time with this game um i i i messaged you when i i and it was it, i'd already played that part as well but like sitting through the intro and the, the intro video and especially when like the the title splash screen like hits in the middle of that cutscene. That's that that music. This is the the, the yeah. main like theme that kicks in there is just. It was yeah. I I got this game. This game soundtrack is is legitimately like <laughs> very good. Twenty out of ten. It's just it's beyond perfect. It is very good. I I hundred percent agree with that. But um. But yeah. I was I was I got chills at that part, and I I messaged you about it like right after I I'd sort of. Because I didn't get to play much after that because I had to go pick up my wife from work. But, uh, yeah, we, um, I, 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 I had this feeling and this thought of, of playing and like sitting through that, that, that intro video and just sort of putting myself in your shoes and, and thinking about how I would feel if I was, I was in your shoes, like seeing this for the first time and it, it sort of it made it very magical for me. It's yeah. It's still it still is it still feels like a fantasy to me that I played this game through twice now. Like yep. I've now played it to credits twice, and it still doesn't feel real. But I actually did it. It's like oh yeah, I can't wait to play Seven Remake. It's, you did. You did. Oh, it's done. You did. Take it off the oh, list. Wow, it was it was incredible. Yeah. No, no, no. no. It's staying on the list because I'm going to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I like I, I don't have a whole lot to say about it, I guess, without because you know I don't want to go too spoiler with anything, or I don't know. It's weird, right? Because I know that we always are careful about spoilers, but I do think this game is it still feels I don't know it still feels too soon. Yeah, it, I don't know. Yeah, I think I yeah I think like without I, too soon without it being its own thing. Like if this was just a straight spoiler talk, then I would be like cool. But yeah, I don't know, like. And this game is just—it it feels weird to say that it's unique because obviously, you know, there's an, there's another game coming out very soon that some awful spoilers have come out from, and I don't want to see any of them. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, so it's just this game should be preserved as much as it can be for people who are experiencing it, even if they have never played seven before and they're coming in fresh. Like I feel, I still think this game surprises, and I want them to enjoy those surprises. 
Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I'm sort of like halfway between someone who played it when they were younger and someone who's never played it before because I did play it when I was younger, but it was a fair bit after the game had come out and I never really finished it. Um, I have vague memories of parts of it. Um, I remember one part in particular. Yes, look, yes, I did try to fight Emerald Weapon and. You sure did. Yeah. Back in the days of MSN Messenger, just me yep. hanging out. Minding my own business, and then our friend, our friend Ben, sends me a message. Uh, he, no, he adds you into a chat with me, and was just like, "Repeat what you just said to me." And you typed out about fighting a weapon, and I feel yeah. a bit bad about it now, but it's one of my favorite memories of you yeah. playing Seven back in the day. Just yeah. laughing at you because Emerald can get stuffed. Yeah, no, I fucking those those weapons haunt me sometimes to this day. Yep, I'm mm, yep. Anyway, but uh, but yeah, I sort of sit in that sort of in between zone. Um, and I, having played like, you know, 10 hours of it now or so, um, I, there's been stuff that's been sort of like surprising and I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. And like, I'm picking up more of the story and it's becoming a lot more clearer to me. Like it was never, it never really stuck with me in my brain for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I think at that time I wasn't super into not into, but like I, I never paid too much attention to very like narrative based games um whereas now i'm more inclined to be more focused on things i'm slightly more focused so there there are there are things that i'm just like oh that's neat oh that's cool oh awesome interesting um but there are other parts as well where i'm like i remember what this part was like in the original and it's vastly different but still similar and it's it's insane like this it is absolutely insane this game um, well, it's funny because as you see, we're telling me earlier where you are up to, and it's just so funny to think about the fact that that particular boss that you're about to fight is like the one hour mark of the original Final yeah. Fantasy, Final Fantasy Seven. Like, if you're, you know, just hanging about, like it's probably about an hour to get to where you are now, and you are ten hours in. Mm-hmm. Like, but again, this is p- personally for me. Like, I didn't even feel stretched, and I know that there are complaints about the side quest, but it's like, yeah. But also, I get to be here longer. Yeah. So I kind of... You're not going to hear complaints from me about that because I just want to be here longer. <laughs> yeah. Well, so here's the thing. Like, I'm already, like, thinking, oh, man, I hope I don't burn through this too quickly. Like, I I'm kind of just want to let this sort of sit for a bit. Um, so I, I don't know if I'm at risk of doing that, but I, 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 I think for, you know, for the sake of maybe the show and, and my own sanity, I... I I'm not going to like mainline it. No, no. Like so I've been doing, I've done all the side quests that have been available to what me I'll, that I've know of so far. So what I will tell you is it like when you're, cause there are basically like two or three, maybe even four chapters where the game just sort of will be like, okay, now let's do some side quests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's usually pretty clear about those moments. And uh, some of those chapters will be the longest ones, but yes, honestly, there are some, some ones that are just action, but it's like, like, for example, like, the second bombing run it's like yes. cool this is this chapter you're doing this we'll go to these locations and it's just bam 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 um yeah so yeah i think it's just it does such a good job of, of sort of doing both things right there i just like hanging around and then when it's just like okay i'm ready to go on a mission again it's like well we have one ready for you let's go well like, i don't know that's it's so good that's another thing i've seen some people like another criticism some people have leveraged at it which is like it's it's fairly linear but Honestly, I don't. I I actually quite appreciate that. I think it's so. 
I I always find that complaint funny. Yeah. Because, I mean, Midgar is linear. I don't know what she really wanted from Square Enix. Like, well, that's it. And also, people people have complained about certain things that happen later in the game, and I'm like, okay, you don't get to complain about that, and then be like, oh, it's also too linear. I'm like, well, I mean, what do you want? Do you want uh, like a one to one recreation, or do you want yeah. this? Like, <laughs> like I, I think the the the, the the main takeaway is that, uh, look, it's the the thing that people remember about this game for the most part. Obviously, there are a lot of things, but the thing that people resonate so highly with about this game is the fact is the story of it. So, oh, for sure. What's what's uh, there, I I don't see a problem with it being so focused on the story and sort of taking you through this story because it is the centerpiece folk like the, the focus of this game um and i think what they've done with like other characters like i won't go into who or what or where but like what they've done with that i mean i think it's it's it's, it's pretty clear for the characters that are that are getting fleshed out because yeah every, everyone knows like the heroes right everyone knows cloud and barrett and and tifa and Aerith mm-hmm. are like the, the main characters of the midgar section of seven yeah uh i it was one of the things that I was, I, was, I was honestly most excited about when they said, they're like, okay, part one's just Midgar. Because I do remember being a bit like, oh, really? Like, that's not, it's not very big. Yeah. But then, like, the more they sort of were showing trailers and stuff, I'm like, I can see, okay, the stuff here that's definitely new, and the idea of certain characters getting, you know, properly fleshed out and expanded upon was exciting and I am happy to say that for the most part they've delivered on that front for me and I'm just I'm I just dig it. Yeah, I I do as well. I think like there's like you know one mission in particular that was really really fun that was just with some of those characters and it was awesome. It was one of my favorite parts of the game so far. It was a really like the progression of the mission was really really fun. Um the stuff that happened and that transpired and bits of information that you got during that that mission was awesome. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And look, I'm, I'm, it was pretty apparent early on, but like after like my, I'm finishing up on my second playthrough and then going to bed and then waking up the next day. And so I have like a rule, especially with like games that I need to focus on. Like I don't, I, I don't play them when like my son's awake or if my, like my wife's around just because I don't want to, you know, tune them out and be an asshole basically, because that's not a cool thing to do. It's completely fair, honestly. Yeah, like Animal Crossing's okay because usually my wife will be playing it as well. So if like Griffin's playing on the floor, like I'll quickly jump in, do some stuff. Ash will be doing some stuff and then I'll go play with Griffin and we'll swap over, all that sort of stuff. But that's pretty like low stakes game. Like I don't have to focus in super heavily on what's going on and paying attention to locations and plot points and and, gameplay mechanics as well. So um, I, I, I... after my yeah second playthrough like second play session going to bed waking up the next day and it's been like man i really just want to play some final fantasy 7 like and that's always a, I've, I've started to realize in the past few years that's a good sign for me is like if i wake up and i'm like i can't wait to get back to playing this game like i think yeah. of all the games that i've had that with things like persona 5 and like doom eternal and animal crossing and stuff like like when it, when it launched especially like I'd be like, I can't wait to, I, I'm going to get all my stuff done that I need to get done. And then I get to play this again. And it's, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm super happy to say that I'm having it with, with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, 
the last thing I sort of wanted to talk about was like getting a grip on the mechanics of the game, especially in combat. Um, if you've listened to the show before, you'd know that I'm a bit of a, I, I like, you know, action adventure games and stuff like that. And things like platinum games and stuff like that, where it's like combos, but like button mashing and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it took me a little while to get myself out of that habit because you can't really, I'm sure if you played through on easy, you could get through it that way. You definitely can on easy. Yeah. But I also feel like you're robbing yourself of like some of the fun of that game. Um, because so, yeah, I was going to say, I know I spoke about the experience that is hard mode briefly last week, Mm -hmm. but that is honestly one of my favorite things that I found on my hard mode run. Right. Uh, just a much greater appreciation for the mechanics of this game and how important it is because on normal, one of the most satisfying things is you do get to button mash and, uh, and you know, jump around characters a lot until the ATBs are filled and you're like, sweet. Now I get to just have fun and like pop off a couple of like, like abilities. Like it's, but it's fun, right? But in hard mode, it's like that. So this is, this is what you're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Your goal was to like carefully build ATB and then very carefully spend the ATB in important and relevant ways. And yeah, it's just the way, the way that typically taught me to respect it so much more. Yeah. And I can't, like, I, my mind just runs away with how, how, what, what directions they could take it with in, in the future. Like when new characters come in, how they'll get integrated. Just like, I want to, I want to know everything square. Tell me everything. Well, here's the thing. Do you, th- cause like it gets to a point in like there's original games where like, you select who you're taking on your missions. Yes. Like the full party is a size of nine. So yeah. I'm sorry if that's like at this point, like if, if you know that little about seven, I'm sorry, but yeah. the full party is nine characters. And so do you think I'm excited? Yeah. Like, do you think they'll try and do that? Cause it, it seems to me the way that they're, they integrate characters and they introduce them and take them away, especially in the earlier parts of the game. Um, it seems pretty seamless where it's like, no, this part you're supposed to do by yourself. And they're, again, they're focusing in on that narrative. So they're like, it doesn't make sense for X to be here during this part. So it's just going to be cloud for this part or, you know, yeah, it makes sense for Tifa and cloud to be going out on this mission together or, or yeah. Do you think that that it'll be a bit more structured or they'll give you a little bit more freedom over who you'll pick in the future? So, I mean, I'm going, I'm going a bit into speculation here, but I honestly mm-hmm. do think that for the big story stuff in the future, I think that all party members will be involved in some way, shape, or form. Cool. And all I'll say is keep playing Seven Remake to see what I mean. Okay. Um, cool. but I do think, I do think honestly that you probably will have party options in maybe a side quest and stuff, or even just okay. like assuming whatever they do with the open world, like that you might have options there. Just my hope because. I was uh, Maximilian dude was talking about this and I just would love to see it. Um, so one of my favorite things about, I mean, it's, it's not the first game to do it, but it's very clearly, and it's, I'm sorry, I'm going to bring up Persona 5 Royal Joel. <laughs> That's fine. That's um, fine. I'll get to it. It has Persona 5 Royal has this new feature called like showtime attacks. Right. And showtime attacks are basically where two characters team up for just an amazing combo. And I just, I think about the possibilities of like, in the situations where you pick your party of three, having the option for like team up attacks on like a button or something. Yeah. And you build enough ATB and like maybe you could call in like Sid for a, a couple oh. of quick attacks or like he, yeah, like you'd Pretty like cool. team up and then he'd like jump back out and stuff like that. Like 
again, very speculation heavy, but the future for the combat of this series is just, I get excited thinking about it because the, the groundwork in seven remake is just so strong. Well, that's the thing too. Like, and, and that's kind of the dream, isn't it? Like, especially from like watching stuff like advent children where like you have those moments oh, towards the ad in, oh. <laughs> in those final battles and advent children where like, there's that one scene like, in mind where like everyone's working together and you're like, if they could pull that off in game, holy shit, that'd be fucking incredible. Advent Children is so goofy. Yeah. That Bahamut fight that happens in the so middle good. of it, it's just like, that's, man, if they can even get close to nailing that sort of like dynamic with all the characters in action, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just sign me up. Absolutely. Like that'd be fucking incredible. And to like to be honest, there are parts of Seven Remake, but when you're playing it, you just you just feel like you you are playing Advent Children, and it's true. Uh, the game honestly looks way better than Advent Children, it which does. is funny to me. Yeah, it really does. Um, yeah, but I think I'm starting to get a handle on 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 how the combat feels and how it definitely takes a bit of time. But yeah, once you start settling in, um, and then you get to sort of start experimenting, and as they like let you, because starting off with Tifa with um Barrett and Cloud is good. Yeah. But then you get Tifa and you're just like, oh man. Oh yeah. Oh Tifa. The possibilities. Tifa is, I've already like started to realize that now where I'm like, okay, she's not doing much damage output, but that stagger bar is going up real fast. The stagger bar is, yeah, she will fill that right up. Yeah. And like, I, and then just you wait till you, you start getting to play around with Aerith as well. Aerith has some really interesting applications in the game. Okay. But again, on hard mode, she was integral to how I actually survived. Right. I, I love I, I I love using um Tifa's like uh her ability where you, like her triangle ability where you can level you can use ATB to level oh, yeah. it up and then you to buff it up yeah. yeah and then you do, like when you hit like the third level with it you can just unleash all three of them in a row and I'm like oh this is so it's good so satisfying and she's just like in oh, a, fl- a fury of blows like it's amazing um, so satisfying yeah yeah. Man. I I love the weapon abilities so much. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Like the, all these sort of these little stuff that normally like with a game like this where it throws so much stuff at the wall, um, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. But they it's really simple. They explain it very like succinctly and very like sim- like simply. They're just like, this is how it works, this is how you can use it, go. And you're like, alright, cool. It's like one block of text that you have to read for each like new mechanic that introduce they introduce. And you, you can pretty much go, all right, I have a good feel understanding of how this is supposed to work. Uh, and then it's just a matter of like applying that and getting better with that and sort of fine tuning it to your play style. Um, I'm a big fan of when like JRPGs or turn-based RPGs do things that make the game feel a little bit more interactive. Um, the one that always pops into my mind, especially is like, uh, the Mario and Luigi series. Like, I love, like, and I never played... Oh, yeah, that's fair. I was like, where are you going with this? But yeah, Mario and Luigi series, yeah. I, I get where you're going now, and yeah, mm-hmm. I agree completely. Yeah, where they give you, like, some control over what's happening when you choose those attacks. So, you know, if you're not familiar with those games, uh, basically, and Paper Mario Thousand Year Door does this as well, but I never played that. Um, but basically... You... Really? Yeah, I know. I really fucking want to, and I'm, I'm hoping that those rumors are true, that we, we might be getting something paper mario related this year and if if, if it's, it's no but it, don't don't because like if it's a new paper mario i'm sorry it's don't get your hopes up like, i know i played I know. the last one which is color splash and color splash was it was okay i'm still what they need to do is they need to get thousand year door and put it on the switch that's what because i'm it's hoping for wait it's so expensive to buy yeah like so expensive that's what i'm hoping for that's what i really 
Thousand Year Door is a good game. It is a good video game. Yes, and I desperately, desperately want to play it. But those the the combat mechanics in those are like you select your attack like a normal turn based JRPG, and the at- a- attack will play out. But you've got like button combinations or some things that you'll have to do to either like buff the damage or increase the health that you're getting back from them or like you know increasing the range of the the debuff or something like that. Um, and it gives mm. you a little bit more control over it. The, Final Fantasy VII Remake takes that and, like, just turns it up to 11, where it's, it has this, like, guise of being a, uh, of, uh, like, an action RPG, and it has that element to it where you, you press the square button and saw, a cloud swings his sword. But then you've also got to think about, all right, cool, I've got this menu that's, like, it's what I've wished Kingdom Hearts was like. So that's the thing, right? It just it is a thoughtful Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Because um, Kingdom Hearts, you do just like sure you have other things you can do in Kingdom Hearts, but for the most of it, most of that game, you are just mashing with a keyblade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's so funny to me that Seven o- Seven Remake owes so much of what makes its combat great to Thirteen. Right. It just it humors me because the stagger meter is from Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah. And I just think it's so well integrated where it just basically. Because you, when you are swinging, especially against bosses, you're swinging your sword and you're like, man, I'm not doing much damage. Yeah. But, but, but after you start to catch on that the goal was to actually fill the stagger meter, mm-hmm. which is which is a good way to sort of encourage you because as you're doing that, you can build your ATB. And then once it goes, okay, it's staggered. You're like, all right. There we go. It is time to unleash. Yep. But so you're like, uh, uh, summons, uh, limit break, uh, <laughs> like spell... Uh, um, Magic, 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 ability, ability, like, yeah, oh god, it's spend, spend, spend. Yeah, yeah, just save up all that coin and then just blow it all in one glorious fireworks show. And, and just little things like learning which attacks are good for that, like using Cloud's Focus Thrust for building Stagger is one of the yep. earliest things the game teaches you. And it, it becomes, it doesn't ever go away, that ability is always really good for that as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just fun to use, to just like, Fly forward, sword first. Who doesn't want to do that? Like my main strategy at the moment is like Barrett's use for range combat and and like yep. magic when needed and um like healing as well. Um, okay, that's that's how I'm like kind of using it. Like he's handy like with other enemies as well, especially if I'm like if I've burnt through ATB on the other two characters and I'm just sort of waiting for that time to build up and it's not the right time to use maybe a close range attack. Um, it's good to sort of do sit back and do some chip damage, especially with his overcharge. Um, yeah, I would say just don't forget if you if you want Barrett to sort of be your magic guy to maybe try to keep like an MP up on him or a magic up to sort of to boost his MP count because right. it's pretty low compared to the other characters. But yeah, yeah. honestly, like he he serves that role well well because he's usually just like on the outskirts of a fight where Cloud and Tifa are normally always just getting annihilated. Yeah, and he's um he's some of his like weapon abilities and like the skill trees on his weapons well, are, are like geared towards that. He's a, he's a tank basically. Yeah. Like he has heaps of HP. He can get like an ability where he takes some of the other characters' damage yep. for them. And also, if you level that he up can, as well, yeah, it, got... it can it can like heal other players. As well. Yeah, it's cool. So yeah, it's just the the combat is deep enough that just yeah, like I said, I'm just so excited to see yeah how crazy they get with all of this going forward because I just really like the solid groundwork in this game for that for that system it's just great yeah i love it and at no point like there are some points where i was like like okay that was a bit cheap but like for the most part like 
when I when I was using the system right, I had basically complete control over every encounter, and that's sort of what you want from this sort of game. Yeah, I'm starting to get to the point where I've had a couple of encounters like that where I'm like, I I have I barely got touched then because you know, and that was what I was talking to you about the other night as well in terms of combat. Like, I was getting a little bit disheartened, especially when I played the demo. I was a little bit disheartened. I was like, man, I'm taking so much damage. And one, I wasn't sort of paying too much attention when I was playing that demo, uh, and two because i was sort of like treating it more like an action rpg which is all about just dodge 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 and then then, yeah. then strike an and attack it's honestly it's a it is a fair mistake to make because when you look at the combat without seeing the atv stuff it does just look like kingdom hearts yeah, right absolutely you swing your sword and you, you roll around the arena mm-hmm. i can completely get that but even even has the same shortcut menu just like kingdom hearts does yeah but the thing is that the, the, the sort of made me sort of take a step back and look at it a little bit closer was the fact that I'm like, this game originally was a turn-based JRPG where it is next to impossible, especially in higher-level encounters, to not take damage. Like, it is, mm-hmm. it's going to happen because there's going to be a part where you're not going to be able to attack and the enemy is. And if you're yeah, not, exactly. gu- unless you're guarding constantly, which is just like a stalemate... You- you're getting it. I love it. Exactly. And so that when I, that that's when when that sort of penny dropped, I was like, okay, cool. Let's take a step back. Think about how I'm doing this now, and really using that like because when you go into the 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 abilities menu and stuff like that, it slows everything down. So to even just having that to sort of take a moment and go, all right, what have I got left to do on this stage? What where am yeah. I? That guy's got not much health. Oh, I could use this attack on there. I've got this ability ready to go. And just flicking between the characters, I think it's like setting up this combo and then just watching it play yeah. out. It's just fucking great. Yeah. Honestly, one of the most important things to get the hang of in this game is switching around characters because yep. they won't do much on their own. Like they'll get in there and they'll do a bit of damage, but they won't heal. They won't really use magic or anything. Mm-hmm. And some people, again, I have seen some complaints and it's fair. It would be nice if maybe there was some sort of gambit style system where you could program them a little bit, but it also like it helps it feel a lot like Classic Seven, where in that game when it was ATB, like you had to you were telling the character to do stuff. So yeah. basically, the idea is that you build up the ATB and then you jump around all the characters and give them their commands. Like, and I kind of when I got the hang of it, it just yeah, it's so important to sw- to be constantly sort of swapping around and again, in control of what everyone's doing, it can be a lot sometimes because oh, yeah. the combat can get chaotic as hell. And also, like, it, it can it can really bog you down and overwhelm you. Like, when you, like, you're playing, like, say, suddenly, like, you, you're doing all this damage with Cloud and building that stagger meter up, but then you look down at your other oh, party yeah. members and, like, Tifa and, and Barrett are in the red and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, now I've got to, like, switch around trying to heal them. And, yeah. But yeah, that's what's so great, though, because... Uh, because like I love that the screen sort of gets that red mark around it yep. when someone's in low health. So you're like, okay, who is it? Yep. And at any point, you just like you just press X, and it goes into like the AT, like the the slow mo in the menu, and you can just like I just love that you can just if it's just if you just need to heal, you can just like L two across to that character. Because again, I would say it's very important to make sure every character's got at least a cure material, mm-hmm. so they can heal themselves without having to completely jump over to them. Yeah. But I'm also I got I got in the habit where sometimes when for example Cloud was starting to really eat it, I'd be like, look, Cloud's taking this combo, so I'm jumping across to Barrett to to try to mitigate some damage by throwing a cure on him. Yeah. And then just going back to range attacking because the AI not all the time, but bosses normally. I like this. I've noticed they usually try to target the person who you're controlling. Yeah, and I think that is also a good way to sort of get you in the habit of jumping around. Yeah, 
to just sort of st- so you're not just solving in this cloud you can do it yeah you might find some encounters are a bit annoying but you can probably do it it's but the swapping is just so fun. I love it. It's it's interesting too because it it's sort of it, we've talked about this with other games before, but it's one of those situations where it makes you feel like you're outsmarting the developer when that's exactly what the developer wanted you to do. Oh yeah, and it's it's like you go, ah, cool. I'm exploiting this because he's following Cloud because I was controlling him, and now I switch to Barrett. I'm going to do this overcharge attack and then hit, hit him with lightning, and you're like, yeah, cool. Yeah. But then th- like the developers are just like. That's exactly how we want this to play out. Like that's we planned exactly. for this, basically. Um, yeah, I I am thoroughly enjoying it, and even just talking about it now is making me want to go play more of it. So, Joel, you talking about it now makes me want to because I'm about to I'm about to finish Royal, and I like I said I just finished Hard Mode in Seven Remake of a day, but that conversation I'm like maybe I'll maybe I'll start my third my third playthrough. <laughs> I got some more trophy like a couple more trophies to mop up anyway. Like maybe I'll just do a. Another cheeky playthrough. I don't know. Oh. I'm weak. This game has got my number. I just want to keep playing it forever. I will say this though: the the, the early parts of the game, man, they drop trophies on you like no one's business. They make you feel like you're the best gamer in the world. They're just like trophy, 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 and you're like, yeah, I'm I'm doing stuff. I'm accomplishing yeah, things. Yeah, well, honestly, not that. And you know, this isn't a big. Di- this is only for trophy collectors. <laughs> I would argue that the trophy list isn't too bad. Okay, it does drop a lot on you at start. And then there's a bunch at the end, mm-hmm. but like in the middle might be a bit sparse. But again, yeah, the game's sort of like, okay, finish me. Okay, finish me, you get on hard, but also do everything. And you're like, okay, right, see, I'll, I'll do it. I thought and, about any it. Any excuse to play more of you. I thought about it, but the hard, the, hearing you, your your um, adventures through hard mode, I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> it was so, it, I was, there was times when I was so mad, but like when I succeeded, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Like, not on the same level as, like, say, a From Software fight, no. but, like, it was... Sometimes it was pretty close. Like, some of those later bosses, especially, when you really... You really have to be careful with your MP management is just... It can get stressful. Right. But again, the, ga- the game has systems to help that with a couple of characters where you can sort of work around that and get MP back, and it's just... I never used it in normal, but in hard, it became essential to my playstyle. Yeah, and it's just—it's really cool when a game can like make you look at it in a different way, just by making, and like, hard mode also doesn't just limit what you can do. Like a few bosses have new attacks as well, which was just great to catch me off guard because I'd be like, "Yeah, look, you, I'm taking a lot more damage, and I can't use my MP so freely, but at least I know all the attacks that you can do." Yeah, and then it would be like. No, you don't. <laughs> but that's that's almost that's oh, okay. That's almost taking a, a, a leaf out of like from software's book as well, because there was always that thing with like with Dark Souls where people would play through the original game and stuff like that and get super like like OP with being able to like counter and and, and work away around those situations, and then they, they'd release DLC with very similar enemies, but they're just like no 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 no. Yeah, we've retooled these because we've watched how you guys have done it, and now we've retooled them yeah. to specifically stop you from doing that. Um, it's just yeah, it's really cool. It honestly is probably one of my favorite. It feels like a weird category to have for anything. Yeah, but as far as like hard mode, I'm very I'm usually very critical of hard modes in games yes. because yeah. there's good ways and bad ways to do them, and usually the bad way is just like oh look how much damage you're taking and how much health they've got. You're yeah. like, yeah, but they're not really smarter or testing me in any other ways. It's just they're hitting me harder and I'm hitting them softer. Yeah. And while that certainly is the case in, in this particular difficulty, like the mechanics are there to sort of work around that. And you just sort of have to, you just learn how to use them 
better. Right. And it, yeah, it's it's so doable. I, I don't know. I would say like once you finish it, just even just do a bombing mission on hard. Yeah. Because it's yeah, it was. I got I I was so cocky. I'm like, oh, hard mode won't be that bad. And I went into bombing mission, and I was I did okay. Scorpion Scorpion tank was just like, oh, you're dead, mate. Like, oh. I I got severely humbled, and I was like, all right, I guess I got to take this seriously. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty committed to once I finish seven remake. I'm pretty committed to getting to royal. I. That's fair. That's fair. It's, it's I've I've prolonged it. I would be, I'd be honestly there's some things I don't really like about Royal, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Okay, on. well, so again, it's content, so I'm just thinking of the show. That's yeah, yeah that's fair. Let's that's put fair. it there. Let's put it down to that 100. percent Well, we honestly we will actually do our big persona. T- we never did one for five originally. We, we were always yeah. going to do it, but it never eventuated. This one, like we'll do it for seven as well. I'm still trying to. We're gonna. I'm still trying to figure out how that's going to work given the situation I've, at the moment. I've got some. I've got but, some um, ideas. We'll we'll talk about that off air, but yeah. Oh, for sure. There's definitely things we could pursue, but we'll because see. I, I, but we'll, I, I, I'm super keen to sit down and sit just to finally talk full, open, complete, total spoilers, Persona Five Royal with you. Yes, when you finish it. I'm excited for that, and I'm actually now I'm I'm definitely would like to be involved in uh in talking some Final Fantasy VII stuff when I'm I'm finished with with remakes. So you are you are welcome to join. Yeah, I have a lot to say. Oh yeah, I, and that's what I'm excited about because I want to I want to I want to learn more. So, but. That's pretty much all I've uh, all I've been up to this last week. Just been tooling around a whole bunch of things. Finished a game. I started a new game. It's been a good week. Uh, I'm currently very weak. I'm eyeing off a lot of things on sale, <laughs> yeah. and I'm probably going to bite on a couple of them. Yep. Like, I'm looking at at the moment. I'm looking at Yakuza Kiwami Two on the Golden Week sale on PS4 because it's like eighteen dollars, and I'm like, it's. It's eighteen dollars. Yeah. Like I, may, I, I, I may as well buy it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's eighteen dollars. Yeah, like it. it's not that much. Treat yourself. <laughs> and what? And what else was it? There was something else. I'm looking at. Um, Final Fantasy fifteen is on sale on PC at the moment. I'm like, it's only twenty dollars. Like I know I bought it on PS4, but it would run better on PC. See, I'm. It's only twenty dollars. That's the other <laughs> thing too. Maybe, maybe if I don't get a chance to get to Royal, I've got Game Pass still. Maybe I'll go play. 15 after it is it is now complete and from what i hear vastly improved over the version i played yeah so that's I, I i remember playing a little bit of it back when it came out but i never really stuck around because something else came out and got sidetracked i look 15 15 i feel like it's a lot of shit but i still whilst i'm willing to very very quickly concede it has plenty of issues i still think the core of that game is really strong I love those four main characters. I love mm. the road trip. I love the car. I love so much about it. I'm a, su- I'm a sure, sucker. Story is a bit flimsy. And I'm a sucker <laughs> for a road trip story. Like I, it's yeah. Well, it's I, it feels like a road trip, and I I love it. Yeah, it's not my favorite Final Fantasy. I think it might make it into scrape into the top ten. Yep. But uh, I really love those four characters and the journey they go on, and how that sort of that part of the game plays out. And maybe I'll, it's only 20 bucks on the Golden Week Steam sale, so maybe I'll... I don't know, man. <laughs> check, check back next week to find out what yeah, I we'll bought. See, yeah, we'll, we'll have like a, a roundup of things that Kyron bought. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's about it, I think, for this week's quest log, unless you've got anything else to, to throw into the ring. No, I, like I said, I'm still I'm still playing 7 and Persona. I got I got nothing interesting or new. Man, what, it's, a, it's a big big win for anime games at the moment. 
It is. It's a big win for anime in general. Yep. Congratulations, anime. You did it. You did it, and we're so proud of you. I'm always proud of anime <laughs> when it does it. Well, as much as I'd like to continue talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake, I don't think it's a good idea until I finish the game. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm getting there, Karen. I'll get there. That's fine. That's fine. I'm so good. I, I'm working on it. That's fine. That's okay. It's I'm okay. working I get on it. it. I get it. It's fine. I understand. I get it. Yeah, I'm working on it. That's cool. That's uh, cool. But in the meantime, it's time for uh, the weekly news roundup in what we like to call Dope or Nope. Dope. Dope or Nope is our news segment with a bit of a twist where we each bring news stories to the table uh, and then we decide whether they're dope and we talk about them in depth or nope. Uh, And then we move on, forget about it completely. The story doesn't exist anymore in our our canon. It's not canon for us. It's funny, right? It's actually been a few weeks since we've been able to bring out the Dope or Nope because it's just been so quiet, completely understandably. But then this last week, things have started to just happen yes yeah. i mean it's on the pop off i mean i'm not gonna lie it's gonna be pretty dope heavy i feel but i, I think, think so i think I, it will be i think you've got some su- you never know you don't know you you've know got some i, got. I, I think got. you've got some surprises for me like uh mine my, my i i couldn't find any sneaky tidbits that were worthwhile bringing so mine are all very predictable um but uh do you want to kick things off car and give me a give me a, a sneaky surprise or something sure thing uh, so this one is actually, this one is, it's, you know what, there's no point even really introducing it. It's going to lay it on you. Okay. Uh, completely understandably given the situ- situation surrounding COVID-19 and following what well, I think everyone sort of suspected this, uh, Evo 2020 has been canceled and they will be refunding all purchase tickets, but they're not giving up on it, Joel, because they're going to be bringing the event online. Huh. Okay, I was gonna nope it because I was like, oh, it seems like that's the story. But I want, I want to know is it, how how are they how are they gonna do that? So, so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna dope it. Give me give me the details. Okay, so that's where it's interesting. If I haven't, they said there's more details coming. But the message the message that everyone's taking from that is, I guess they mean they're gonna just have the fighting games be played online. Hmm. Now, that's. Look, let's be honest, some fighting games have pretty bad online. Oh, yeah. In particular, one of their main games is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yes. Which I would argue, look, the online, it varies wildly from okay to what the hell is this on a modern platform, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just, it's just been interesting to watch the discussion. I, I follow a couple of fighting game people. Who were just like, wow. In particular, one of, of course is Leffen, the um Smash Bro Smash Bros. Melee player, who obviously is not super crazy on Ultimate, and he hates this online, so he's just like, What what are you gonna do with Ultimate? And of course, Maximilian Dude weighed in because he, he plays so many fighting games. It's just what right. he does. He doesn't really compete per se, but he just plays he's every a, fighting game that comes out and, he's an and like dedicates a bit of time to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and honestly, he's good at some of them. It's just he doesn't he doesn't go to the competition level because I think he just likes to have fun. Um, yeah. But he brings up a very interesting point. But yeah, honestly, a lot of his fighting games don't have great netcode, which is going to make, especially if they, if they, if they are going to keep the international aspect for this game. Oh yeah. Could be a, could be a disaster. Oh yeah. So again, 
in in Evo's defense, they haven't really announced what they're doing going forward beyond the fact that they are taking it to and like it, they're bringing the event online this summer. There's more info coming soon. But if if we are led to believe this means it will be played online, people are wondering if they might swap the games around, maybe bring in some games that play better online. Yeah, it's all huh. very speculation heavy. But um, yeah, I, thought, I just thought it was interesting to bring up because fighting games. Yeah, honestly, I. Again, I've only dabbled in a few. Like, I play a bit of Smash online. I spend a bit of time playing Dragon Ball Fighters online. And they're okay. Yeah. But on a competitive level, I still think it's just... In a game so dependent on on smooth gameplay, it just... Yeah. I don't know if I could... When there's, like, prize money on the line? Yeah, know. exactly. It's one of those things where you, you've got to wonder at a certain point if maybe if it isn't just a better idea to just wait and see how things are looking and then try to reschedule later because yeah i don't know it's almost like fighting game tournaments it's almost like having like uh like a a a car race a very famous car race and but everyone has to play on tires that are just a little bit worn like yeah it's (laughs) like so like everyone's in the same boat in a way but it's not the best conditions for like high level competitive like exactly sports. that is exactly it joel yeah like it, it's it's not great like the online when they when for those games when they work they're like you know they're functional and they're good if you want to like fuck around with your mates like we've had a few sessions on smash brothers online and it's it's doable and it's possible and we've had fun with it um yeah but yeah i could not imagine having like adding that on top of the pressure of it being like they're being prize money at stake and they're being mm. like bragging rights at stake as well and like like championships at stake. It's pretty again, crazy. To be, to be completely fair, like even having said that money will still be on the table, there's but again, just what we have so far to go off that statement is to assume. And if that's if that is the direction they go, I'll be very interested to see what they do, to see if they change games. Or honestly, maybe this will even have the effect of I mean, except for Nintendo, of course. <laughs> of making certain companies look at the netcode they use because there's been a lot of right. um, outcry. I think Arc System Works is finally doing it with the new Guilty Gear to okay. use uh, rollback code, which I would explain if I truly understood it. Maybe I'll link to... There's a really good... There's probably... There's definitely some good videos by Max on this topic, um, which just works better okay. than netcode. Okay. Rather than... I think a lot of them try to like... run uh, Dragon Ball Fighters especially runs off like frame delay and it can again when it works it's fine but sometimes it can just blow out and you're like well uh yep okay i'm dead cool neat. yeah yeah uh so yeah it'd be very interesting to see the direction that evo take this in but uh I'm, i just thought it's worth bringing it to the table for that very reason well i'm wondering if if there's like if Evo already had plans in place because evo isn't necessarily just about the actual tournaments themselves there's like pretty high level like announcements that get announced during Yeah, or the... sometimes a lot of fighting games will actually have reveals during exactly like, characters or season passes and stuff. So I'm unless you're I... cool like like awesome Arc System Works do their Dragon Ball stuff separately. They're like, no no no. Yeah. We'll do that at our tournaments. Sorry, Evo. Nintendo is usually the same with their Fighters Pass stuff. But um yeah. I know other games in the past have yeah had big reveals for new characters and stuff what? in the, in like the grand finals and stuff. There's there's the whole thing of like, you know, are we due for a new Street Fighter? Like, would that have been something? And if that's the case, is that the reason why they're like, okay, well, we're going to have to try and make this work online because we've already got deals in place with these these, Maybe. these publishers and um, these development 
these uh, dev studios that we kind of need to uphold because they can't really carry those on the, their own. They don't want to just release a trailer on, off off their own back. I mean, hey, there's a topic we're going to bring up later that could address that. But that's yeah. what I thought. But we'll it, we'll we'll it'll we'll be see. Yeah, I I'm, that just crossed be, my mind. I'm going to be keeping keeping my eye on this Evo situation because especially like main Evo that happens in the middle of the year, man, I just, that's one of my favorite weekends is just watching some, some like ridiculously talented players just wail on each other in fighting games. Incredible, incredible. Absolutely. Even like, if you're curious, it's worth checking out with, even with no knowledge, it's hard not to get excited with some of the plays they pull off. Uh, and I just, I'm worried that that won't be there if they go online. But again, I guess we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's unfair to speculate against Evo too much. But uh, I'll be, I'll be keeping my eyes open for any more statements they make going forward for how this is actually going to work. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, I, the first thing I thought was like, oh, maybe some companies will pay attention. But I, even if that does happen, I immediately know that Nintendo won't. Because, no, absolutely not. Because there's already because been an outcry in other online games like Animal Crossing where there's stuff that they could easily fix, but they just won't. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that might be a, a good time to bring up one of my next stories um, because it's Nintendo-related. Uh, basically, Nintendo are delaying their typical June E3 Direct. I had this. I will delete it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought you might have, but I thought uh, this might be a good segue into bringing it up now. Um, yeah. What say you? The headline sort of um, says it all. I mean, it's like this, It's like the heaviest... It's like the nopest dope I'll give you because yeah, I look. I had hopes. I had dreams. I always have hopes and dreams for Nintendo's directs, especially the E3 ones. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like if if this holds true, I might have to bottle those up for another few months. But I guess we'll see. Yeah. Well, the reason the 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 main thing that I sort of like I'm curious about is because there was uh like a rumor a little while ago, um that we didn't talk about on the show about um, it being the, the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers and them having potentially a whole bunch of uh, remasters and and tasty tidbits to announce. Um, basically, the, the long and short of it is that they, they were... It seemed like it could have ended up being like a new Super Mario All-Stars with... Um, what was on it? Galaxy and... Which? Galaxy, Mario 64, Four. Sunshine. Sunshine, that's the ones, yeah. Um, and probably Galaxy 2 as well, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, and then also some stuff for a, a new Paper Mario uh, and a deluxe version of Super Mario 3D World. Um, very much like the new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe that was released for the Switch. Um, yeah, so that that seemed to be, everyone was like, well, that's going to be it there. That's going to be one of the, the the crux of their their big June direct that they normally do um but that's not happening now uh basically well it's allegedly not happening and allegedly not happening at that time especially yeah because i think it's worth mentioning nintendo hasn't said this no uh, but the source is uh venture beat i believe yes it was um i forget his name it's jeff somebody is it jeff grubb or something like that let's have a look let me find out yep jeff grubb yeah, so he was the guy who, who boy, he he stuck to his guns when that direct got dropped out of nowhere. He was like, it's happening. I don't know if it's going to be a direct or a direct mini. 
I haven't heard of it being a mini, but there will be a direct on this day. And as it got closer and everyone's like, they're not saying anything. It's not happening. You are a liar. Like you're making this up. And then it dropped and he's like, cool. It happened. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> I'm never talking about when there's a direct coming up. But uh, the fact that he got that right makes me wonder. Like this yeah. could have something to it. And look, there's we could speculate for a long time about how that direct mini was still like 30 minutes long. Yeah. Insinuating that clearly something, and even at the start of that, it did have like the, um, the COVID-19 stuff. Yeah. To, Release dates and other so information like, are subject to change. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's been plenty of speculation that something did get the chop from that. And yeah. Um, so th- that's the thing. Uh, the, the reason why that the, the, the the rumor going around about why it has been delayed is obviously because of COVID-19, but uh, yep. it, it's a uh, cultural clash from Japan because the Japanese don't really believe in working from home. Um, so they, they, they don't, they've sort of not really adapted to the work from home model. Um, and they're not like, you know, some of the companies over there were not prepared for it. So I like, that seems believable. Um, that oh, yeah. seems like that seems like it it, I, it fits that that makes sense it doesn't make sense but it makes sense in the grand scheme of things as to Joel, why are you been... willing to are you willing to to take a side now breath of wild 2 is it coming out next year because i think now it is it's coming out next year 100 percent. yeah i i think yeah I, I think it was going to be skirting it close to the end of the year but i think yep. with all this going on which is good for my fantasy critic team. I yeah, say. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I. It's, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm going to sleep a bit easier if that happens. <laughs> we'll get a we'll get a CG teaser trailer at whatever next direct is we get, if anything. And and look, I want something Metroid <laughs> so desperately, but yep. I completely. If this is like, if this doesn't happen in June, given what the world is like, I totally get it. Like, yeah. Well, I I would almost bet on there being like another two D Metroid before we get more information about Metroid oh, Prime no, Four. I mean that that that's that's unfair, Joel, because that was the rumor. <laughs> yeah, like that's the yeah the, the rumor was Paper Mario and a two D Metroid. Yeah, and um and look they. The, the, the suggestion that it won't be happening in June doesn't mean it won't happen in July. Uh, we we know in the past that Jeff Keighley, he, he seems to have some ins with Nintendo, so maybe they'll... Because, I mean, we'll get to the Summer Game Fest stuff. It is coming, yeah. I promise. Yeah. But they could be a part of, like, Phase 2 of that or something. Like, it's not impossible. Mm. Uh, but yeah, again, given what's happening everywhere, like, if you need to delay some announcements, feel free to. The Switch is... The Switch is killing it with Animal Crossing. Oh, honestly. absolutely, yep. Even if I'm sitting here going, look, I like it. I boot it up for an hour every now and again. I want to know what else they've got. I completely don't blame Nintendo just looking at their sales and going, look, given how things are, we should just hold off on our Direct until we uh, yep. can get the situation sorted out better. Yeah. And Animal Crossing will probably carry us for a while longer. Yeah, why why put all your eggs in one basket, especially when you are making money in a time where that seems to be very hard to do? Like, mm. yeah, why would you just you know write off your co- own coattails for a little while and just yeah surf that um, wave for a bit? I know that Sakurai has been he had it in one of his more recent Famitsu columns. He was talking about how 
it sounds like the work at home stuff for Smash DLC is going okay. Okay. I mean, that just could be because Sakurai's a crazy person. <laughs> well, that did. Like, yeah. He says work from home. It means he's working from home while the rest of the team are, like, yeah. not. That's probably what the situation <laughs> is. He's single-handedly making those characters. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I saw this headline and it took a bit of wind out of my sails, but I get it. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it was like, oh, okay. But, again, with stuff that we'll talk about later on with, like, Summer Games Fest, that... that the, the, the door isn't closed completely, and exactly this could be the... this could be false. Like this could not be true, but I there there is reason to consider that it could could be the real deal. It and seems the case, but pretty pretty logical. It's, it, it seems it seems plausible, yeah. honestly, that they would because as soon as E three was like E three was basically like, hey, we're not doing a digital event. Like the window was there. It's like, well, look, this means that everyone who wanted to who would be doing something during E three. Now has the option to sort of do it earlier, do it later, exactly. or do it whatever yeah. works best for them. So all the yeah, all like the said, the rules totally and the time, the rules and timelines are out the window. So yeah, the, ju- the the rule book's gone. Like we could, no longer are we all are we sitting down for the whole of May going cool. This week we're talking about Nintendo. Yeah, next week Sony. It's all yeah. It's gonna like, be a different June. Who knows? We could wake up. We we could post this episode, and an hour later they could announce something. Who fucking knows? It's true. In this day and age. Nintendo were wildcard at the best of times. Yeah, so. exactly. Especially when when the rest of the world is completely wildcard. Yeah, who knows what's mm, going to happen. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, that was my first one that I wanted to bring to the table. Karen, what do you got for me next? I'm really just getting to feeling it's all dopes because uh, I'm bringing up... Look, we technically knew this... We've known about this game for a while, but we've known about it as under different titles. Okay. We've known it as uh, Assassin's Creed Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. We've known it as Assassin's Creed Kingdom. Mm-hmm. But uh, last week, Ubisoft officially announced Assassin's Creed Valhalla, a uh, new installment in the Assassin's Creed series, which, could you guess, is set where you're in, in the age of the Viking. So I, I want to take a, a little second here to, to like, yeah, um, sort of touch on how they announced this. So, I, I was absolutely going to do this because I yeah. think it's really cool. Yeah, so basically they... they um, Ubisoft tweeted out last week, they're like, hey... And they specifically said something about Assassin's Creed, didn't they? They're like, stay tuned for... Um, or it was... Honestly, the the way... So hang on. So it's... this goes back. So the way that I was... That people caught onto it was um, on whatever that that, um, that Chinese Twitter equivalent is. That's right. Yep. Ubisoft China, like, put up a reminder for a, for a date and people like, a time. And like, people like, oh, well, that's weird. Yeah. I haven't heard, had, haven't heard anything... Like announcement wise, but Ubisoft are planning. That's right. But and then there's I think people on the inside were kinda of like, Yeah, it's probably gonna be Assassin's Creed related and I'm trying to scroll back to find the exact tweet. There was um, there was also then also around that same time that that was all going down, um, Australian artist, uh like graphic designer Boss Logic tweeted saying, Hey, gonna be doing a live yeah, this, stream. This, this is what I was looking for. Yeah, gonna be doing a live stream at this date and this time. You should probably tune into this. Um, been working on something, working, working on something pretty big for a while now, and uh, yeah, you're gonna want to see this. Um, but first of all, yeah, so cool. Yeah, because Boss Logic, if you're not familiar with their work, yeah, his work, it's it's fucking awesome. He's yeah, an Australian graphic designer, and he he's done a whole bunch of stuff for like Marvel and other video game studios. It's really cool posters and arts, uh, and it's it's great. Check out his Instagram; it's phenomenal. Um, 
but yeah, basically what happened was, is there was a, like an eight hour live stream that he ended up doing where he created, uh, some, like, like an, uh, some artwork for this new Assassin's Creed game, which, you know, over the course of the live stream revealed that, yes, it was in fact Vikings related. Um, we, we all knew, but it was cool to see it yeah. unfold. Confirmation. Yep. Yeah. Um, and yeah, really cool art as well. And then, yeah, getting the title as Valhalla, which fuck yeah. That's, I mean, like Ragnarok, Assassin's Creed Ragnarok would have been good, but I get why they didn't do it because it's, it, it's too close to Thor Ragnarok. And like, it's so honestly, I really like it. It's, it's, I'd like it for the same reason that I liked Odyssey for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, given yep. the time and the setting and all that. It works really well. Yep. It ties and in Valhalla nicely. Valhalla is just a cool, it's a cool word. It's hype. It's a cool world. It's take, hi- me to, take me to Valhalla. It's hype as shit. Like it, 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 it invokes such strong imagery when you hear that. You're like, oh, I know exactly what we're getting into with this. Like it, this is, it paints yeah. a, a very vivid picture and that's awesome. It's fucking cool. Um, so, um, yeah, so we've got a, we've got a bit of information about it. Uh, there's a very cool cinematic world premiere trailer. We haven't seen gameplay yet, but it sounds very likely that it will pop up in some form at an upcoming Xbox thing, which we will touch on. Yep, that we might get <laughs> to that next. Like I said, this week has just been like, hey, what if everything was happening? Yeah, what if? Uh, yeah. But uh, there was a pretty good. There's an interesting interview over at. Uh, there's been a few of them, obviously, but there's a Eurogamer one that has a particular quote that I've been staring at occasionally but just gets me really excited so one of the mechanics that you will have obviously so it's going deeper into the rpg territory which mm-hmm. origins and then especially odyssey really stepped into think more more like witcher sort of gameplay that sort of seems or like world and quest and story sort of stuff they're going into uh so you'll actually have your own viking village in this game and yes. holy crap i'm so i'm so in like you got me but the rest of the, the, the quote that I'll read you here, which is from an interview with, oh, wait, I've forgotten his name so I can, where is it? Uh, this, Ubisoft, oh. this stuff's, there it goes. yeah, okay, yep. Uh, oh God, I don't lie. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Ubisoft employee. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, so it's, yeah, Eurogamer did, conducted an, a brief uh, little, had a little chat with lead producer Julian Laf- Lafayette. Lafayette, La I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Yep, no, but the, either way, the first the first goal at it, I reckon, was pretty good. Yeah, usually it's you that gets stuck with that, but this time it's me. Yeah, that's why I sat back. I was like, nope, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to let you have this one. Yeah, so he was talking sort of about how the game will play and talking about this Viking village and this this little chunk of text here. I'm so on board for. So he says, uh, it's so he says it's your it's your own Viking village. You'll see it prosper and grow. And which, uh, and which your clanmates will live in. So I guess you know you'll you'll know the characters who live there. Yeah, it's at the center of our quests and the center of the decisions you make. We want players to see the consequences of their actions. Uh, so yeah, uh, oh, that's not even part of the quotes. But basically, he talks about how there will be there's going to be some relationship stuff going on in this game, like relationships between clans, alliances, including weddings. Cool. You can. You can have weddings to forge alliances, and I'm in. Fuck like, yeah! Give it to me. <laughs> yeah, there's also a tattoo parlor. I'm, I'm spending oh. all my time at this Viking village, just running it. <laughs> Where's I want to find? There's there's another quote as well that was fucking. Is, is it is it the one about the traditional Viking rap battles? Uh yeah, it hundred percent is. Holy fucking yeah. shit! Traditional Again, Viking I, I, rap battles? Yes. 
so it's like yeah it's like a viking rhyme thing they used to do i don't know enough about my viking history i just think they're cool I don't, i'm not that far into the history side of things but yeah that that sounds fun as hell as well yeah uh, I'm this fucking... game is worth also mentioning that there's a big push for this, this game will be on ps4 and xbox one uh-huh. but the developers seem really excited about the possibilities with like load times and stuff on the new consoles as it will also be launching on PS5 and Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, they're saying this holiday 2020, but we'll see. Um, that's exciting. Yes. But also it makes me scared for the current gen versions a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, especially like base versions of the current gen consoles as well. Um, yeah. So my, my PS4 sometimes sounds like it's trying to enter the atmosphere when i'm playing yeah. certain games yep um Ooh. i just want to talk about the the four and a half minute cg trailer that we got as yeah, well it uh, looks cool it's it i i can't remember the last time i it just reminded me of like assassin's creed 2 trailers or like um even uh unity trailers and stuff like that where it was like there's like a pop song or like a song in the background like a lyrics based song uh, and there's stuff happening throughout it um i love the start of the trailer being like a the, the whole juxtaposition of like someone from like the, high up in the english like army saying that they're they're brutes and they're just here to like rape and pillage everything and just well we we historically we can assume that that's going to be our good old friend king alfred right yeah so like it there's there's that but what you're seeing is quite the opposite and like yeah well because so the game is yeah this also comes up in the Eurogame interview but the game is going to be focusing on the fact that like the the more sort of shades of gray thing mm-hmm. right yep where like king alfred isn't going to be like a your typical sort of he's not gonna be like a templar like oh look how evil i am yep and on the same on the same hand like the vikings themselves they're not all going to be good guys either, like because some Vikings are complete wild card, because yeah. they weren't only invaders; they were also sort of settlers, and especially wanted to expand over into that land in in Britain. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how they tackle that, because I know a very fair complaint to level, especially a lot of the earlier Assassin's Creeds, is just be very boring. Assassins good, Templars evil angle that seems to just sort of happen. It was super cookie cutter, and it, yeah. It's good to see them sort of like expanding and like you were saying about the settlement stuff, that seemed to be like what they kind of wanted to do with Assassin's Creed 2 with having like Ezio's like little estate and you're like building that up with certain areas and stuff like that. This seems like the yeah, natural... That, was, that wasn't two, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so this seems like the natural progression of that where it's like, yes, there's, you, you, you know, you've got things that will give you different abilities and different stores and things and vendors and mm. stuff, but... There's also like story repercussions and and things that will impact your character by the choices you make about your settlement, which is really cool. Um, yeah, I I just I, the trailer was hyper shit and like the the clim- so the climactic moment of like the fight with that giant fucking tank of a knight, like like British knight. I mean- Oh. I think it also bears some discussion that the trailer is also surprisingly brutal. And while the Assassin's Creed games have been, you know, they have the usual sort of expected violence for sword combat, they haven't really gone into that. Like, man, there's like when he throws that axe 
and it oh, cops that guy in the face yeah. for decapitations. Or all even these... even with that 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 giant knight where he just like runs a sword through the guy like the the knight's knee, and the knight just goes, "Now nah, fuck that," and pulls it out. Yeah, kicks him. Oh man. Yeah. So I'm wondering if this game will be more brutal. I, I hope. I would love for this game to like. They must have. They must have been looking over some of the notes from For Armor, right? Oh yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, and it, it's also um, kind of point out in in terms of combat. They've said that you can basically dual wield anything. You can apparently you can dual wield two shields if you want to. I believe it. Yeah, why not? Just like fucking like run through and just not actually do any damage, but just block everything as you're running through. Um, yeah, well, because but- so the, the big thing I want to see this game sort of work on is honestly included the huge battle sequences. Yes, which were cool on paper, but they, they just didn't work in the game because usually it was just you fighting a bunch of like not super intelligent bots. And again, spectacle-wise was great, but well, gameplay-wise it just didn't sort of fly. I'm hoping that with it, with even just more time working on it, new hardware, all this sort of stuff, that maybe that those large-scale encounters will be better. Well, yeah, because they are going to be here. It says on the on the the actual Assassin's Creed page oh, yeah. says like lead epic raids. That leads me yeah, to believe. For sure. You mentioned you mentioned For Honor. That leads me to believe that maybe again taking another leaf out of For Honor's book, having a similar like progression into those raids are sort of like a four on a mission where you would have to attack certain points and then work your way Maybe. up and push and pull sort of thing. Um, well, because they also they also clear that, like, so, you know, there obviously will be boats because you're Vikings, but sea mm-hmm. combat's not going to be a focus. Yep. Which is fine because that sort of makes sense. That's cool, yeah. And instead, I f- I'm hope like, it sounds like you'll be able to, like, pick, maybe you can pick areas as you're coasting, like, sailing along the coast to sort of just raid from the boat. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just excited. I haven't been, like, I was looking forward to Odyssey when it was announced, but I'm actively excited for Valhalla. Like this game, it's probably the most excited I've been for an Assassin's Creed game since it's Black Flag. It's I guess. It's easily the first time I've been like excited from the get-go. Like more than just a little bit excited for a, for a, an Assassin's Creed game. Because I've never really I've played I played most of two. I played some of Black Flag. I played a little bit of Origins. Um and nothing really clicked to me. Origins was the closest, but I think it just it. I I started playing it at a time where something else came out, and I sort of like just neglected it. Um, it was like months after yeah, the game had come out. But there seems to be like two camps: people who really love Origins and people who really love Odyssey. Yeah, I didn't finish Odyssey, but I played like ninety percent of it. That game was huge. Good God. Yeah. Uh, and then I started trying to play Origins, but I couldn't really get into it. I don't know. Maybe I need to try again sometime in the future. But all I know is that Valhalla, like, I'm in day one. And depending on how the versions run, we might I might have my first game that I can put in a, on, like, the pro list for buying a PS5. Like, yep. this game is visibly superior on that hardware. Like, that, that's a win already for that console right there. Because currently, as much as I would love to own a new console... If it's not compelling enough, then I'm kind of good. Especially because it sounds like they'll have limited supply. I was going to say, it might be hard to find anyway. So Yeah. Um, but if, boy, if this game runs visibly better on that, on the new hardware, then... Well, the, yeah. So I just thought, yeah, I, I just wanted to go back to the trailer for one second because the, 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 the hype moment at the very end where everything seems to be lost and, uh, and just that fucking hidden wrist blade coming out 
Um, like, yeah, that was pretty fucking cool. Like, well, yeah, because like it, it wasn't in Odyssey. No, because they in Odyssey they had um Leonidas's spear. Yep, that, that sort of served its role. Uh, I was gonna say the most hype one of probably the most hype moment for me was when the there's the the hooded figure who was yeah. presumably Odin. Well, because yeah, uh, the the, cause, the character yells out, "Odin is with us." Mm. Yeah, it's uh, and I because cool. he's got the he's got like the raven as well because obviously like Odyssey included the eagles, so well, I think Origins had the eagle. Origins and had Odyssey the eagle, had it yeah. as well, so they've got to have a bird in this one. So a raven just makes sense. Yeah, uh, but also Odyssey. I mean, Origins kind of started it with its crazy big god battles that you could do. Yeah. But Odyssey was just for like, you know what? Dude, we got monsters. Do we got a Minotaur? We got Atlantis? Like, we're going full crazy. So it's it's very possible that the, the gods will actually be represented in some way in this game. I think it is rumored yeah, or it was confirmed that, that's, that they are going to be doing the sort of mm. mythical stuff as well, which is awesome. Yes. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's what we should be doing with these games. That's what people like. They want these cool, crazy battles. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this game. I'm very excited. Yeah. Likewise. I'm, I'm definitely keeping my eye on this one for sure. Uh, all right. It's my turn, isn't it? Yep. I think we're kind of arri- arriving at the main event now. I think so. I mean, I was going to bring up this one. Yeah. I was going to bring up, uh, okay. So, uh, the last of us part two got a, a new date. After being delayed indefinitely, uh, and also spoilers ahoy! That's that's the what I'm bringing. It's going to be a nope from me. That's fair. I I I, I yeah, that's understandable. Um, I mean, the new date, yes, it's coming out in June. But apart from that, yeah, I don't think we need to talk about it because. No. I mean, there's a brief discussion that would be interesting to have around the fact that. It was pulled from everything and delayed indefinitely. Then these spoilers started popping up, and then suddenly it had a June date, and Ghost of Tsushima was pushed back a month. But not enough there for me to be like, let's do it. I mean, that's the story. That was the whole story that you just basically yeah. said. Then um, the only the only addition to that <laughs> was interesting. The only addition to that was that that the leaks were supposed to be like rumored to be by a disgruntled ex Naughty Dog employee that was sort of a bit upset about the working conditions and decided to leak a whole bunch of stuff about it um that's apparently been discredited now it was not within from within naughty dog or anyone affiliated with that um so yeah that's about it uh, that's shall we shall we get to the main main event all right i mean there's one more thing before the main event i thought this is what we we're going to bring next <laughs> well yeah I, I was gonna lump it in with it but yeah sure i mean i think it's currently still sort of separate enough but uh <laughs> Strap in, guys. It's coming. We're getting out. This, this, I'm not getting the, this is in PT time zone. I'm too lazy to convert it. Yeah. I think it's about 1 a.m. sometime. Fuck. It's probably going to be 1 a.m. Friday morning for us. Yeah. But basically, uh, Xbox is having their X, their first look Xbox Series X gameplay premiering on Inside Xbox later this week. Yes. It's happening. Uh, so the discussion that's interesting off of that is again maybe it's nothing but you know jason schreier sure is he knows people oh yeah jason schreier responded to like when he tweeted about that very off just casually just saying that he suspects that sony might be a few weeks later uh we'll see if that goes anywhere uh because the next thing that you're going to bring up joel which we should just get to now is interesting (laughs) yes um so 
earlier this week, uh, we we well, yeah, well, it was like a few days ago, I think, as of recording. Yeah. Um, Jeff Keeley tweeted out just a big chunk of text, as uh, pictures of like notes from his phone, but it's like it's a chunk of text. Um, and the tweet was, "It's time to play the future." Um, which led me to read what he wrote. It's very long. It is very long. Look, the basic premise of it is that, like, obviously, if you've been following along, Jeff Kelly earlier in the year before everything went to hell and the world sort of like shut, had to shut itself inside. Um, yeah, Jeff Kelly had said, like, I'm not doing E3. I'm not related, doing anything related to E3 this year. Um, I'm I'm sort of not super happy with how they're handling things and I'm, I don't want a part of it, basically. Um, and yeah, that's the gist of that of that whole thing. <laughs> I think he alluded to the fact that he might have been doing his own thing, and so everyone was like, "Oh, I wonder what oh, that is." I don't, I don't think he did that because there was a lot of talk. But yeah, he, that's that's yeah. a whole different thing, though. Yeah. So basically, the, the gist of this chunk of text that he put out was that he's he is doing his own thing, basically. Uh, key three, baby. Key three is real. Uh, it's also known as Summer Games. Uh, yeah, Summer Game Fest. Which is interesting because, like, this was a thing he's, he had already sort of trialed last year during the Game Awards, and was already he'd already that was the thing he'd said he'd already planned to do another one of those things he did during the Game Awards during like around E three he was going to do another like Steam festival where he could like play demos and and all that kind of stuff. Um, he sort of done one he'd done one recently on Steam. Yeah, so. I think I forget what it was tying in with, but yeah. So this is this game fest, like stuff is he's sort of been playing around with, but it, this seems to be the fruition of it. Yes. Um. So basically, that's he said that like it's going to be four months of, uh, and that where is it? Basically, four months of uh announcement uh, of news events and uh, uh in-game events, playable content, and demos from select titles. And a bunch of fun surprises, he said. So, you d- don't stress. You will be getting some world premieres, I believe. So, he loves his world premieres. He loves it. Get on it. And, Get on those premieres. And the thing is, he knows we love a good world premiere from him as well. So, like, it's you know, we, we're going to be into it. Um, yeah. So they, I, I, I think the next day after he this all came out, um, he put up a. A, a picture of the lineup for phase one. So it's going to be four months. Whatever that means. Yeah, who knows what that means. But yeah, so it's going to be four months of stuff. So from May to August 2020, there's going to be a bunch of shit happening. Like at certain points, I think he said that there's going to be like a schedule and like a like a, a timeline basically going up soon. I, I assume he's still finalizing some things for that, uh, which is also, I guess, why we've got phase one. Again, whatever that means. Uh, but the developers that we've got on... Uh, the developers and publishers we've got on Phase 1 are 2K, Activision, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Blizzard Entertainment, Bungie, City Project Red, uh, Digital Extremes, uh, EA, PlayStation, Private Division, Riot Games, Square Enix, Steam, Warner Brothers, and Xbox. Uh, it is CD Project, not CD Project. Sorry. Convert. Yep, CD Project. Um... Yeah, so, where do you want to start with this one, Kyron? Okay, so, the thing I'm curious about, do you think these are going to be just, like, like he'll have a schedule where maybe on X day there'll be a trailer by X publisher, or... Because 
that's what I'm sort of most curious about with a lot of his stuff. Yeah, I think it'll be a mix. I think there'll be, for some of these things, like, say, for, for things like 2K or, uh, right. Like, let's be real, so- Sony will have a, a state of play. Exactly. That's the thing. They'll have their own thing in the middle, whether it be a state of play, whether it be um, another fucking road to PlayStation 5 or whatever. Um, <laughs> Bethesda have said that they're not doing a digital event anymore. So I think that came out a couple of couple of weeks ago, didn't they? They said that we're not doing that anymore. I really can't remember. The last couple of weeks have just been a blur. Yeah, I think there was something that came out about that. Don't don't fact check me on that. Um, or do please let me know. Um, <laughs> actually, I, I am curious to know. Um, I think they said something that because they said that they were going to do, they were still going to go ahead with their digital event around E three time, and then they sort of went. Actually, no, we're not doing that anymore. Um, there was the, the whole thing of like the um, WB, like Warner Brothers, going to be doing their own, their, like their first digital event around, or their first press conference, basically, around E3. Um, and then obviously E3 got cancelled, so that's not that got sort of fell by the wayside. But do you think they're going to do a digital version of that? So I think there are some companies in there that still might do a digital state of play direct style video. But then I think there'll be other things Possibly. where you'll be like, like you said, uh, keep your eyes posted. Hey, you want to see something new from Bungie Thursday, 2 PM Eastern time, whatever, like keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. Like, and then like, you know, on top of that, when that trailer comes out, it might be like, Hey, do you want to play it? There's a demo out for it. Now you can go and check it out on steam or so. Here's, here's just some weird little thing I'm just... As I'm looking at these logos that has just weirdly popped into my head, it's like the weird separation of Activision and Blizzard. Yeah, actually. Very good point. Not Knowing full well that they are Activision Blizzard. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, I guess we can assume that that will mean that the Activision stuff will be COD. Yep. And <laughs> Clearly. And the Blizzard stuff will be Overwatch. Overwatch. Yeah. So, yeah. And and probably Diablo. Yeah, maybe Diablo. Uh, Overwatch, definitely. I think Overwatch 2 is going to have a bit of a blowout during this period. I think we're going to find out a lot more information about that. Yeah. Like, for, like honestly, for a lot of these companies, you could pick them and go, I hope to see this from them. But it's just, without knowing the scale of what this thing will be, it's kind of hard to guess. Well, okay. Should we just go, like, all bets are off. What would you like to see from... Pick, pick a name... And and have like a you know no matter how crazy you think it's gonna be, let's get wild with this. This is so easy, John. Yeah, because so the, the most and like I honestly think there's a good chance this will happen. Yes, but like Bandai Namco, it feels like it's time to show off Elden Ring, and I had expected that, that we'd see that at E3. Mm-hmm. So I assume that it, I honestly I think it'll show up with Xbox because both Sekiro and Dark Souls Three. Yep. showed up at Xbox presentations. So, honestly, we could even see that in this gameplay thing. I don't know, yes. man. I just, I've been thinking about that since the announcement. I'm like, what if we see Elden Ring? And I just I did, implode? I don't know. I, did, I don't know. I did see before that there was, like, a apparently from an unreliable source, but there was a bit of, like, a leak of information about Elden Ring. Um, I don't want to know. Is it spoilers? At this point, I, I'm just... I don't I think want, so. I, like, it, it was just, like, I about want Elden Ring. game mechanics and, and how things are... Like, I assume it will play like a from software game, and I'll die a lot. Well, yes, yeah. It was more about like 
kingdoms and things like that. Um, I almost yeah, and I, scale. I feel like I don't want to know. Um, yeah, all right, cool. I'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> I know there was like there was talk very early on about going into kingdoms and killing the the rules to take their power and stuff, and I assume a lot of that will come into just. What can only I'm hoping is going to be an incredible sort of world that's being built by Miyazaki and George R. R. Martin. Yeah, I have. I honestly have super unfair expectations for that game. Yeah, when you put those two names together, I'm like, I'm sorry, but I expect just spectacular greatness from you. Yeah. Um. Well, touching briefly on the Xbox thing. So, yes, there's that the, this um this inside Xbox things happening this week. Um. Aaron Greenberg, the, uh, the uh, one of the executives at Xbox, uh, said that we'll sort of specifically said he posted a tweet saying, so pumped to see our partners showing us a first look at Xbox Series X gameplay next week. Uh, also know that the Xbox Game Studios teams are hard at work on some big summer plans. More details soon. So, yeah, so partners, so that's third party, right? right. So that's why I think the assumption is that Assassin's Creed's gameplay will show up there. I swear they said something, but I'm not Yeah, I'm not going digging for it now. It seems like a slam I think dunk. it's the assumption. Yeah. Um, it seems like a slam dunk, especially considering like in this phase one, we're not seeing like Ubisoft isn't on there. Ubisoft. Yeah. So, and they, I think we have, I don't think anything's changed, but they said that they were going to do, they were still going to go ahead with a, a digital event around the same time as E3. So, you know, it might be a good thing to see like early gameplay here, have a big blowout at their own, event and maybe again it's it's worth it's worth circling back around to this saying phase one yes that means yeah yeah because i mean obviously you know ubisoft's not on here nintendo's not on here um who knows uh the other the other sort of slam dunk i guess is like the the warner brothers stuff um because we had that whole expect you you can bank on that quarter of hours game showing up yep yeah absolutely but we're going to see what Rockstar's been working on. Rocksteady? Uh, Rocksteady, sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry. It's 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 a, it's a fair mistake. They both take forever to make their games. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. That's, it's so, it's... I'm just at the point where now someone's like, hey, do you think we'll see Rocksteady's game? But I just, as a reflex, say no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a pretty safe bet to say no, but I don't know, man. I'm not even that attached to it. Like, I'm not even like, oh, God, I want to play. I just, I'm just curious to know what they've been working on because it's it's not Batman related because WB Montreal are taking care of that. So No, but I I will bank on it being DC related. At 100%. It's going to be DC related. But that, um, that's yeah. interesting. Like, I'm... Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Bare minimum, bet on the Batman game and that Harry Potter game that we saw that split second of footage from all those years ago Which that was supposedly also very show up I'm, in their ears thing. I'm also very see. excited because that looked fucking great. That looked like what I want from a Harry Potter game. I'm fucking down for that shit. Um, so also, don't be surprised if you see a new Middle Earth game from. Um, oh yeah. Uh, what's the other monolith? They have Monolith, and Monolith Soft does Xenoblade. That's they right. always get yep. those two mixed up. Yes, I do as well, because I always get really confused when one talks about, when they talk about one. And I'm like, yeah. wait, didn't they make... No, that's the other one. Okay, cool. Yeah. Monolith, Monolith Soft. Yeah. Um, yeah, just to make things nice and easy. Yeah, super, super easy and easy to follow. So I won't be surprised if we, if I, because we're due for a Numenor Earth game. Clearly, Shadows of War wasn't the end. Um... And I can only hope that once I finish this, I get a good Lord of the Rings game again. I, 
it's not fair to say. Shadows of War was fun once they pulled out all the microtransaction stuff, but I just don't really like what they're doing with Tolkien's lore, but that's a whole different yeah. conversation. Yep, fair enough. One that I'm not properly equipped to, to contribute to. See, that, that, that'll be me when they announce this Harry Potter RPG and yeah. coming at me. I'm like, and I'll just be like, well, I didn't actually put this in it. This is wrong. And yeah, that's, no. And I'll just be like, I read the early books and took the Pottermore quiz and got put in Slytherin. Well, see, that's the extent of my knowledge. See, the thing is, you probably won't even have to worry about the books because it's not going to be related to the Harry Potter stuff, apparently. It's going to be set years before that. So that's fine because like screw jk rolling yeah exactly that's i yeah i'm down for that like it's going to be like hundreds of years before granted she'll just still be cashing bank off yeah of this, but whatever. No, but i just you know isn't it great that we've got this like wonderful book series and like franchise that just appeared out of nowhere that no one created it was just it just, sure. it just showed up one what, day what, what, that was like so i can't take whatever whatever Gotta tell yourself. Yeah, I, well, I have to. I have to tell myself that a day because J.K. Rowling is a garbage trash person. Um, but yeah, no, that, I can't take credit for that. That was a tweet I saw, and I was like, "That's really funny," and also sad because it's true. Um, Square Enix, Karen. Square Enix. I uh, look. I want to. I want to dream. Yeah, but I don't. I, it's so hard to tell. So they started working on part two of the Seven remake last November. Uh-huh. But honestly, looking at the interviews, because boy, so the Ultimania just came out in Japan this week and everyone has just been ripping the interviews and translating them as quickly as they can. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of talk about them. Basically, the Moro seems to be at the point where he's like, look, we can do bigger games that will take longer or smaller games that will be that have, will have shorter turnarounds. And I don't know if they've picked which of those they'll do. But look, the dream is obviously a CG, like seven part two. It won't be called. I, I you can bet money on it not being called Seven Remake though. It'll have a different subtitle. No, but uh, yeah. that's the dream. That is my dream. What, but what if it's also like Square has so many studios they publish for now. As of well. course, yeah. I, that, that's what I wanted to get from you was about like more Final Fantasy VII stuff. They'll but... have a. They'll Avengers. Avengers. We need to. Yeah. Poor Avengers, right? Mm. We need to be sold on Avengers. Yeah, we really do. Um, but just to, to touch back on the Final Fantasy VII stuff, I I. Have this feeling. You don't want. I just. I have this feeling that there's going to be a CG trailer because, like, I just. That seems to be something that that they, Look, from November they could have been working on just a CG trailer. That like that was their E3 thing. You know what? Fine. You want you want wildcard. Yeah. Right. You want wildcard. Okay. You want you want yeah Square Enix like pr- being too early. Yep. Sixteen trailer. Fuck. You know what? That's the thing with Square Enix. I'm like, yeah, I can believe that. That's the sad thing. I'm like, I could. I can see that happening. It's been a, it's been so long since fifteen. Yeah. Uh, si- look at sixteen announcement could happen. That but yeah. I also will be less surprised if like they're on here and they just talk about Avengers, maybe um, maybe whatever Idos Montreal is doing now when they're not helping out on Avengers, and then finish with maybe, a CG trailer for part two. <laughs> so you were saying about like please, I mean I will weep. Yeah, I know you will. I want to see you cry. That's why. I- your tears then you should have been watching me play seven your tears give me sustenance um no i i you were saying about like uh nomura saying about doing like bigger scale with long like development times at all small scale stuff with a quicker turnaround i reckon they could almost do both imagine if they did the side quests for like certain characters and really fleshed them out and made them their own little separate like 
10 hour oh, game if look boy man if we're putting bet like i don't think we'd see anything um, about that now but i'm like down the track that no, seems no. to be something like i could i'd be like, like that'd be a cool idea to do like i would be completely okay if the only reason square enix is on here is they finally free crisis core from its <laughs> psp prison yeah it's just that that game which is a, a like like it, love it or hate it, like it's still pretty important to the overall storyline of Seven. It's just trapped on the PSP. I can't play it anywhere else. I was just on, like besides emulation, obviously. I was just like I'd play like a you know a a, a eight hour game that was like where this is the quest to get Vincent. I'd be like, all right, I'm in. You look, I I can promise you right now that Yuffie and Vincent will not be optional. They will be characters that yeah, you have to get. Yeah, yeah, I believe that as well. But um, but still, and I could I could I could do a podcast with you right now about how excited I am about the rest of the seven casts and how they play. Yeah, look, it's a whole discussion to think about how they're going to break down seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dreamers, I I kind of want. I'd be completely cool with the longer times for the bigger world because whilst I love seven remake and i'm fine with it being for the most part pretty linear one of the coolest things about seven is like the second you step out of midgar even though you still kind of follow a pretty linear path Mm -hmm. for the most part until a certain point in the game you just you're like whoa look at this overworld it's freaking huge there's like Like, there's the illusion of freedom there and that's that's sometimes enough i'm just god i'm just so curious about how that's going to play but that's things that seems like such a future question I assume it's just going to be Avengers and look, if you give me Captain Marvel, then I'll be happy. That's all I want. Just show me Captain Marvel and Avengers and you got my money yeah. and I'll finally be excited for your game. Yeah. Yeah. It's not awesome too We'll much. see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of we'll see, like, of, like it seems like this, like Xbox's thing, I don't, I get, I get, don't think it's going to be completely lumped in with Summer Game Fest, but it seems like it's part of it, I guess, because it's this week, it's May already. They're listed here as phase one. I, I put two together. Well, I mean, as you as you said in that in that Greenberg tweet, like he mentions that the Xbox Game Studios mm-hmm. will have stuff throughout the summer to announce. So they like the exclusive stuff could be here. Um, and again, that's like whatever Xbox is besides you know Halo and the new Hellblade and stuff. Whatever they're doing, like maybe we'll see something here. We definitely need to see some Halo gameplay. <laughs> it's time. Well. And there's also on top of that, there's the rumor about um, Playground Games, the guys who did the Forza Horizon series, working on Fable. Yep, that's been sort of boiling away for a while now. There's so that comes. There's to light. the other rumor that sort of popped up uh, in the last week as well, Kyron. I refuse to have hope for this rumor. I refuse. Yeah, it's like I look. I'm just keeping a glimmer of hope because I fucking I am so down for that, but. Yeah, basically, like, potentially Perfect Dark making a comeback. Ah, oh, yes, please. Um, I mean, I'd be so happy, but yeah, I just, I've been hurt before when I, we got Perfect Dark Zero, yeah. and it was... That's... I tried playing it, and I did not like it even a little it's bit. It's funny how they put the score for that game in the in the title. It's just a... Uh, oh. Zing! Oh, that is unnecessarily brutal yeah no it's not it's, uh, i haven't played it so i but, can't but fair but fair i haven't played it so i can't comment on it i just refu- i've seen enough from it i i heard oh. i heard joanna dark speak and i was like no i'm out <laughs> i'm 
Wait. She's, Again, total, totally fair. Yeah, like, this makes no sense. And you have, I am offended, so I'm out. I'm not offended. I moved on. It's fine. Oh, but, uh, yeah, if that was, like, man, if that was, like, like, an Xbox ace in the hole, like, one of their little sneaky things they had up their sleeve, oh, boy, they've already been setting themselves up for success for this next generation, and they've been doing a pretty good job. If they can back that up with something like a Perfect Dark, like, soft reboot even... Like, poor boy. That looks good. You have to include that. The, looks like it looks looks good and because... sounds good as well. Um, yeah. Like I, I, mm, oh, I, I want to believe so badly. Um, looking forward a little bit. When do you th- look? It's it's something it's something to be excited about for you know May to August, right? Exactly. It seems silly, but I. I know it's really, it's just like a really expensive like marketing campaign, but I love E3 and I love the announcements. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to have it salvaged in some way by Jeff Keighley, the the king of world premieres, the man who clearly knows everybody. Well, we really, this, this is arguably, I I guess better because, you know, at least there's not going to be a whole bunch of journos who's going to, whose private information is going to get leaked by uh, the ESA. I mean, true. So, but it's already happened, I guess. Yep, yep. But hey, never forget, man. Like that was a, that was a big on top of everything else that was going on to do with E three last year. That was so. One last thing I really want to talk about from this as well is the mention of like playable demos. Yes, from for like I think there's so far the mention seems to be Xbox and Steam. Mm-hmm. I wonder how big those games will be. Like that's the thing. I don't know if we'll get like super cool hyper exclusive ones, but I mean maybe industry people will get links to those. But it's just. I like, it's been something people have been saying for a while, right? Like you could easily just make a lot of these demos playable at home. Yep. There are obviously good arguments against that because a lot of the demos you are typically play at an E3, uh, I mean, I think less so now that it's become more consumer centric, but once upon a time we're like super rough and super mm-hmm. like, Hey, this is running on a dev unit. Yeah, like, exactly. Like this is, it could, it could fall apart any moment. Or like, this is like, and you do see this at consumer events as well, but like, especially at these, uh, the, you know, at industry events where it's like, yeah, hey, this is like a build from like five months ago. We've actually got three, yeah, we're three is, ahead of this now in the development phase. Um, this is pre-alpha or like not representative of last, a final gameplay, all those sort yeah. of things popping up. So yeah. I do wonder how far they'll go with the playable demos. Mm-hmm. But on, but at the same time, there are some games that they could easily do it with, right? Oh, yeah. Like, um, we've still had games. I remember the year it was announced when um, the Destiny had its alpha. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, like it's it's not impossible to do, but uh, it, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think we'll see a lot of indie representation around this as well, which I'm excited for. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if in phase two or three or however many phases they're doing, uh, Devolver Digital's thing. Uh, Devolver Digital pops up in there somewhere um, because I I feel like they would be on board with this kind of thing anyway. And I think they said that they were still doing their digital event anyway, um, which are just a treat. I love them. So uh, I, I was excited to hear that. Um, to see the return of Nina Struthers. Let's get back to that shit. Um, I'm down for the... There's lore built into those conferences and I fucking am here for it. Um Oh God, I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm replaying last year's in my head. So funny. Um, not for everyone, but definitely for me. I'm a big fan of Devolver. Uh, is there anything else? Any other speculation you want to bring up around these? Clearly, we're going to get something from PlayStation where Look, we're going to get 
we're going to see the fucking console, you would hope. I, I'm not willing to put any money on that. I know, that's the sad thing though, isn't it? Like, If this is a state of play, which I presume it will be, mm-hmm. I, I, I assume it will be the PS5 one, especially for Jason Schreier, like, super throwaway, can't tell if serious or not, like, Sony, presumably in a couple of weeks, pans out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, look, I'm just, I'm not willing to put any money on whatever Sony's doing because they are marching to their own beat at this point, their own drum. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and yet they can afford to do it. That's the thing, right? They don't have to. They can do this however they want to do it. That's the thing, though. We know that Sony's gotten cocky in the last couple of years, so they're they're just resting. And they're like, wow, well, we don't need to rush out and do anything. And it's like, well, no, every week day month whatever you longer that you take to do this people are starting like and and, like microsoft are already have got a lot of information out there about it and a bit of hype based around their things and then announcing that we're going to see some some gameplay some series x gameplay stuff this week like they're falling further and further behind by the day and it's yeah and look that's really exciting but imagine how quickly that all gets blown away when Sony just tweets, oh, hey, um, here's our first gameplay trailer for the Horizon Zero Dawn sequel. And then it's like, Xbox who? Yeah. Let's be honest here. I know, but that's, it's like, just, that pisses me, that, I know, but... it pisses me off though. It's that, that Sony can do that. And yeah, that's. See, it's weird, right? Because it, I guess it depends on what you think, what which sort of surprise you enjoy more. Yeah, that's true. The one out of nowhere of a one just like, hey, we're showing gameplay for something this week. It's not even yeah. like I'm expecting them to like so, like telegraph it. I'm just I'm just saying that like day by day it's getting like we've heard nothing. We've we've had we've had um Mark Cerny's TED talk and we've seen the controller and that's it basically. Like that's yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's just it's weird, right? Because the, the the turnaround is so much quicker now. Because don't forget, back in the day, we used to see these consoles like a year ahead of release. I guess, but that isn't how things work anymore, right? Yeah, like sure, X, X, Xbox showed theirs last December, but I don't know. I can see where Sony's coming at it from. I'm not saying I support it. Yeah, but I am also willing to say that the second they do, like. Dude, they dropped the logo picture and it was everywhere. God. And it's just a PS4 logo with a five oh, at the end. God, don't they, ha- don't. they have to do so little. Don't. Just don't. Oh, fuck. Um, but like, when I think about it, like when I think about the possibility of them having that big reveal and they talk about a Horizon sequel, where they confirm the Silent Hill rumors, like where they talk about the possibility of the new God of War, like there's so much they could do to just blow it away. It's just whenever they decide to do it at this point <laughs> yeah i just i Re- resident evil 8 like there's so much they can bring to the party i just want them to do something Me i too? just Me want too. them to do but, uh... something it just anyway uh yeah this is this is how I, this is how it used to be when i would be talking about nintendo where i'm like i just want you to do something yeah true yeah just like poking them going do something come, come on, on. Um, I like how we've noticeably, like, we've barely mentioned EA in this whole thing. Um, um, we'll probably see that Project Maverick thing. Yep. Because there's supposed to be two Star Wars games. One of them was a Fallen Order sequel, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Cool. Which is way too way soon. Way too soon. Um, and they've... they've, they've... C- City Project will be Cyberpunk. Bethesda, you know, um, uh, what's Death, 
Deathloop. Yeah, Deathloop. Maybe Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghost, maybe Ghostwire. I think Deathloop's further, like, more... I feel like that feels more likely to be sooner, yeah. but maybe Ghostwire as well. Uh, what <clears> else <throat> we got? Uh, that Deathloop could be something that could pop up in this Xbox thing. Honestly, yeah, it could. That would be a good. That would be a good one to pop up in that Xbox thing. Actually, who knows? Just don't forget we have. I'm not saying it's going to pop up anywhere here, but always in the back of my mind at this point, I've got that that like voice whispering that we've got one more platinum games announcement to happen at some point. Uh, can we do two? Oh, oh God, Karen, if that's in the Xbox thing, I'll. Oh God! I don't know. I don't know. Like, but we've if got, it is though, we've got, I'm not saying we've got, we've got, we've got veneer gestalt and veneer reincarnation mobile game stuff coming up. It's time for like I still stand by the fact that the all the platinum stuff gave me super automata vibes. I don't want to get too excited about mm. a new game, but if that's what they have, then I'm there. Day yeah, one. me too. Me too. It's just way too soon. But it it, it is it, cool to have something to look forward to in May to August. If there's more phases, who's involved? Maybe Nintendo will pop up there. Who knows? Yeah. Just I just keep coming back to the fact that that Jeff Keighley just knows people. Yep. <laughs> He's the man with the connections. Absolutely, yeah. Oh my god. Well, that's the thing. He said he opens that this little like speech with uh, that, that he posted on on Twitter with like since I was a kid, one of my favorite parts of the summer has been has been seeing all the video game companies band together to hype us up about the future of this incredible medium. Like, th- like you said, he knows people. He because he's been mm. one of those people when he was younger. Oh yeah, for and sure. he knows what it feels like to have this moment, of this time of the year where it's like, what are we gonna find out about? Uh, and the fact that he's got the connections and the ability and the 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 pull to, to do this now, he's like, "Well, fuck yeah, yeah. I'm going to do this because I know how much it meant to me and how much it means to these people who were just like me at it's that cool. age." It's cool. It's fucking great. It's really cool. Yeah, it's uh, great. I love it. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure we're going to be talking about this like consecutively over the coming weeks, especially after we see whatever this Xbox thing is this week. It's just. It's cool to see, and again, I, I'm completely sympathetic to the, the state of the world right now, but I'm happy to have things to be excited about yeah. because as much as I've been loving playing 7 and Persona, it's been kind of flat out there yeah. for the most part, which has been just kind of a bummer, really. So I might, I'm excited. You know what? I'm I might excited. even like, maybe maybe this week sometime I might tool around, maybe make a little a new bumper. We might have like a segment dedicated to <laughs> summer, summer Game Fest. To the Game Fest. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because who knows? Like, it could be a thing where there'll be nothing in a week, and then the next week there'll be a trailer, and then the week after that there'll be a presentation. Well, that's it. Who that's knows? what I mean. Like, you know, it might be a might be a five minute segment. It might be the entire show. Yeah, it's true. So, could be anything, and that's exciting. Cool. Well, I reckon that's about it, Karen. That's about an episode. I think. I think it is an episode, Wonderful. Joel. So, as always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate your support. Uh, if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us across a variety of social medias, including uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, where we are just Dialogue Options. Uh, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, feel free to chuck us a review, a share, a follow, a like, whatever it takes, some stars. You know, they all they all help, they all count. And again, we do appreciate any support you can give us. Uh, as for our personal Twitter accounts, you can find me on Twitter, where I am at LemonManX. And look, like I said, it's like... It's been so flat that I haven't even really been on Twitter. And normally I, I'll just tweet random shit. Uh, 
my most recent tweet was just from this weekend just documenting my uh, Final Fantasy 7 hard mode run. Hmm. And it was simply a tweet where it's just like, I'm up to the last boss in Final Fantasy 7 Remake in hard mode, but I have to go to bed. So I actually put my PS4 in rest mode to get back to it. Because basically, that boy, that last boss, if you don't beat him, if you die, it, it can be rough. So I was like, look, I'm just going to save you here. I can't afford to switch off the console. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I might lose my progress with... with this fight and against it like it's just i can't do it so i had to leave it in, in like power in rest mode overnight and i've never been so scared of a power outage oh yeah and then like no joke i was at work saturday and we actually had a letter in our mailbox from power core oh god it, it wasn't it wasn't until tuesday but it was literally like hey uh there might be some interruptions to your power supply and we're like fuck <laughs> I felt the world closing on me, but it's okay because I did it. Doesn't matter. But that's that was honestly my most recent tweet. Where can I find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where I've literally tweeted nothing in the last week. So the only thing I've re- I've tweeted has been a reply that I tagged you in, um, blessing Adio Junior from uh, kind of funny, um, had been working on some uh, some remixes of some Final Fantasy uh, seven tunes. Uh, and he put up today, like, um, the finished version of his uh, Shinra beat. And it was pretty fucking yeah, dope. I saw, I, re- I retweeted the early one, like, I think a week or so ago. So it's kind of cool to hear this more complete version. Yeah, it's very it cool. was good. I'm like, this is... Um, Again, whew. at this point, if you got any seven content, I will just consume it. I hunger. Yeah. I'm probably going to watch Advent Children this week because I hunger. I, I've thought about it actually. I in the last couple of weeks, I'm like, mm, I could, I could definitely watch I, this. I I dug up my Blu-ray copy. I'm like, I'm going to watch you. I think it's time. Fuck yeah! But um, that's all I've done. I've literally had nothing to it's, say. It's been quiet. Yeah. Like that's why I said at the side of it, at the top of the show, like we are like, what are you up to? I'm like, mm, nothing. nothing. Really working? And then I just play the same two games I've been playing for the last month. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, All right, Ben. Well, in that case, I will let our wonderful theme song see us out, and we will catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Options podcast.